I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. And welcome to this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman, and so glad that you have joined us. Today, we're going to talk about new developments, and you might have seen them at Utah Valley Hospital, because as I drive by that area all the time, it's been exciting to see the construction. But what we want to know is, what does this mean uh, for taking care of patients at Utah Valley Hospital? Joining us in studio is a spokesperson for Utah Valley Hospital, Janet Frank. Thank Hello. you for, for coming back. Thank you for having us. It's always nice to have you in the studio. And also, Maria Black. Now, your job is a nurse administrator, correct? It is. So Thank that, you for having us. And I'm glad you're here. Now, a nurse administrator, that position comes with a lot of oversight, right? A lot of responsibility it does, to oversee things. It is the funnest job. Oh, I'm so glad. We're going to talk a bit about the the opening of the new tower. Let's talk about that because January 11th, is that the official opening day or when is it? January 11th is actually our ribbon cutting celebration. And then January 12th, we want people to come and see it. So that's when we'll have our community open house. And then on January 27th will be our actual move day. Okay. So So the 27th is the day that if you needed care, you would receive care in the new tower. And it's called the Peterson Tower. Peterson Patient Tower, yes. Peterson Patient Tower. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned a move. So you have patients who will be in a different location and on that day? Maria, how how are you going to achieve that? We we have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> We've been planning for a while. We have. We have not only a plan, we have done some simulations on how we're going to get it accomplished. So we have um, scheduled um, which units are going to move first. We have the whole team on, on board uh, to get the move happen. We will move one unit at a time. Very, very coordinated effort on getting every patient moved from the East Tower to the new Peterson Tower. Tell us about why it's so important to have the Peterson Patient Tower in terms of what it will provide that the East Tower and other parts of the hospital haven't been able to provide. Well, if you have ever been at the uh, Utah Valley Hospital East Tower, our rooms are very small. Um, It's very difficult to be able to not only do patient care adequately, but to also uh, allow families to be there with their loved ones. Our new Peterson Tower will give us the space that the East Tower does not. I'm glad you um, described it that way because, you know, my husband had surgery. I mean, we we, we live in the area, so that is the hospital that serves us. Right. And indeed, we tend to have large families (laughs) coming and visiting. And my understanding, and Janet, you could probably speak to this as well, is that people do better when loved ones are near. Yeah. When they can visit. 
Yeah, and actually, we we actually promote having a loved one there and having that loved one involved in the care and in helping us provide um, the service and the compassion and helping us connect with that patient. We re- we do rely on family members. So having a more adequate space and a more comfortable space for those family members is really important to the patient actually having the best um, healing environment possible. And I appreciate that too because as, as my husband as of recently had um, surgery and was at the hospital, part of my job as his spouse or um, partner um, was to see how he was doing and communicate with the nurses back and forth on how he's feeling because sometimes as they're coming out of surgery, they're not they're groggy. They're not always aware when their last medication was. And you describe a true partnership. So I'm I'm a big advocate for having other family members or caregivers in the room as well. So you're looking forward to that more space. Definitely, we are not only more space. We will have supplies closely available to the nursing staff and to what we call our partners in healing. So we engage our family members to become partners in healing so they can help us provide some of the needs to our patients that are immediate. They don't have to wait for a nurse. Maybe all they want is just a a hairbrush or an extra uh, blanket. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that will be readily available to them in the room. Oh, that's actually wonderful, too, because, you know, the nurses are busy. You, you know, you push that nurse call and they come in, of course, to give you that help. But some of that uh, need is much more simple. Can we talk about what will be inside the Peterson Tower? Because the last time we were driving up 500 West in Provo, mm-hmm. uh, my husband said to me, where do you think the emergency room department will be? So, yeah, so our emergency department, which has traditionally been accessed off of 300 West mm-hmm. in Provo, um, you can now it will be on the south side of the new tower. So you can access it very quickly from 500 West um, in Provo. So it does move. It gets relocated. Um, so pretty, we'll actually be entering on the west side of the hospital versus the More the, the south side, okay. actually. Okay. The main entrance will be on the south side of the new tower. Okay. And so the, the emergency department relocates there. All of our operating rooms and... Um, interventional labs, uh, cath labs, those type of procedure rooms all move to the new tower. And then all of our adult patient rooms, other except for women's and children's rooms, they stay in place, but all the other adult rooms move into the new tower. So this really is a replacement project for pretty much all of our hospital. Wow. The Utah Valley Hospital. We're talking about the renovation and the ribbon cutting of the new P- Peterson patient tower that is happening. See, January 12th is the when the public is welcome to attend. Yes. What's going to happen mm-hmm. at the ribbon cutting day? Well, of course, we're going to show off as much as we can. Um, can we tour part, yes. parts of the hospital? Yeah, we'll tour through um, every every floor almost. One thing about the tower is our floors are are very similar. So if you were to go to the fourth floor, it looks the same as the fifth or sixth floor. So we don't want to make people walk through every floor and see the same thing. But we'll take them to the top of the tower, which it actually, I believe, is the tallest building in Utah County now. So we have great views. The top floor will be our inpatient rehab area. So they have a great gym space that we want people to see. That's a little different than the other floors. So as those who are, and I mentioned my husband's surgery, I mean, everybody has different treatment. But typically, 
After someone has had some type of a stroke or surgery, we've got to get them walking again, get them exercising again. So you'll have that on the top floor. Yeah, okay. in the rehab area. Maria can speak for, a little for more. For patients who require that extra care in rehabilitation, they will be on the main, on the 11th floor. For patients who have had orthopedic surgery and they need to have some recovery in which they have to have some extra exercise help and how to get in and out of a car or how to go up and down stairs after a hip recovery surgery, um, we will have a gym on our ninth floor designed for that type of patient. Wow. That's wonderful. In fact, I think I <clears throat> would refer to that as occupational therapy, that sense of giving you additional new skills that you need for, for a period of time yep. as you are wearing <clears throat> different braces or are letting your body take the time it needs to heal itself. Because those bones, sometimes it's a year before they're actually strong enough to support the whole we body We have an system. amazing occupational, speech, physical therapy team that can help our patients recover all right, Get and so we'll, but life. we'll have a chance at the ribbon cutting day on January twelfth to tour. Yep, the the top floor. Yep, the eleventh okay. floor. Um, and then we'll we'll take let people tour more of a regular, straightforward uh, medical surgical floor. And then, of course, we'll want them to see our new operating rooms and our new surgical platform that we've um, developed. Tell me about that. A new surgical platform. So what we have done is um, a little bit different than what has been done in the past. We are combining all of our services. So we're calling it the interventional platform. So we will have our operating rooms, our cath, cardiac catheterization labs, our endoscopy, our interventional radiology, all in the same area with the ability to have nurses do the pre and post recovery for all of those patients. So we're combining all of those services under... Um, under one roof, per se. How does that help you? As uh, And for those who just joined us, this is Maria Black. She's a nurse administrator at Utah Valley Hospital. How does that help your medical team provide better care for the patients having this new platform? So it provides us the ability to be more efficient in how we recover and how we prepare patients for a procedure, not necessarily surgery. We will still have what we call a post-anesthesia recovery unit where after surgery, we will still go through that process. For, for those patients who are coming in for a same-day procedure. Maybe like a colonoscopy. Absolutely. Okay. Then we're going to have a team of nurses who can care for them pre and post um, from the procedure recovery, which is usually recovering from the anesthetic or any type of medication that we may have used to make them more comfortable while they're in their procedure. And, of course, I thought about the colonoscopy because that's where I went to get my colonoscopy. <laughs> As you tell, you, you, you've, you've done all my imaging, too, uh, you know, looking for mammograms, too. We're, right. we're, will your imaging services also be in the new yes. Peterson Patient Tower? Yes. It moves over to the first floor of the Peterson Tower. So it's co-located um, kind of north of the new emergency room, but that gives them direct access because many times if you come into the emergency room, you might need some imaging services. So they're located right next to each other for to be more efficient. I'm kind of curious because I, other than the architects, was there a team of medical care providers involved in the design of this new patient tower? Absolutely. It took a long time for, for the planning. We had an architect company who provided us some design ideas and from their own experience building hospitals throughout the nation. But we did have um, a very robust team of our team members, caregivers, who contributed to the design 
What were some of the things as a nurse administrator you were um, seeing that you were lacking and that you're excited about having in the new Peterson Patient Tower? What I'm excited the most is to be able to provide patient-centered care um, where we, we have the supplies, the equipment, whatever our nursing staff needs to take care of our patients at the bedside. We will have a nurse server in each one of our patient rooms. We have equipment. We have lifting equipment in the patient room that can allow us to help them go to the restroom. We will have interactive uh, patient education for our patients. We will have nursing stations that will be outside the patient rooms, so they will have that readily accessible nurse when their needs uh, need to be met or addressed. Um, so having that patient-centered care is probably the most exciting. We have in the past designed hospitals to be efficient for the provider, not necessarily for what works best for the patient. But for us, in addition to having these beautiful rooms with all of the supplies readily accessible to our staff, we are also diminishing the number of times that we transfer patients between unit to unit. Traditionally, we move a patient from an intensive care unit to a step-down unit and then to a med-surge environment. This time, we will be transferring the patient from an intensive care unit to what we call an adjustable acuity unit, where the nurses will move, but the patient doesn't. So the patient will remain in the same room through their progress from being a more acute patient to being ready to go home. Wow, that I've never heard of that. That's quite exciting. Because I go back to my experience. I've had plenty of family members in ICU and then move from one place to another. And you do also form um, a, a sense of comfort and um, peace when you're in a place that you're familiar with. So the changes from space to space can be a little bit disruptive, at least for the patient and the family. Absolutely. So I think that is um, absolutely beautiful. Now, the emergency room, are there new design elements to that? As, as, as the hospital will be opening, because there's, there's a big demand for the use of emergency rooms, not just late at night, weekends. So Absolutely. tell me a bit about what's put in place for the new emergency room. So we have, um, we have not only increased the number of rooms, we will have the capacity of having up to 40 patients uh, from 28 today to 40 patients and even the ability to flex up to 46 if the need be there. Um, We are increasing the number of our trauma bays. So now we have four trauma bays available. So trauma center that will be able to provide better access and care to our patients who are in trouble. And and, uh, I was not educated. I didn't know that there were different bays within the emergency room area for different patients who are coming through the doors. So a trauma bay would be used for? For the patient who is perhaps in a car accident or um, fallen from a roof. Um, anything that that creates any need for urgent, um, urgent, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay, that's great urgent news. Yeah. We've been a designated trauma center for more than ten years, and so any patient that meets those criteria and activates the trauma team would be taken to one of the new trauma bays. Mm-hmm. One other thing um, about the emergency room is we also now have a designated. Uh, clinical evaluation unit, or maybe more familiar to people would be an observation unit. So 
where before, if you if we weren't quite sure you needed to be admitted to the hospital yet, but we wanted to keep watching you, you may have stayed in the emergency room. Waiting room? for Well, okay. no, in an actual yeah. patient room. Oh, okay. But for a longer period of time so that we could evaluate what was really going on. Um, not only did that kind of backlog the emergency department, but it might not have been a, the right environment for you. And so now we have a designated observation unit where those people can stay and we can continue to evaluate their needs and determine if they'll actually be admitted to the hospital or not. That's interesting. Can you describe like a, a, um, an example of, of someone who would move in from the emergency room to an emergency room um, bay and then to an observation? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, for example, a patient who perhaps comes into our emergency room with chest pain. And the chest pain um, is not necessarily um, acute. It's it, it, uncomfortable enough to bring you into the emergency room knowing that something is wrong. So we do a first set of enzymes, lab work, to see if you're having a heart attack. We do an, an electrocardiogram to see if you're having a heart attack. And perhaps those results are kind of inconclusive or not sufficient enough to say you're not having one. Go ahead and go home. We want to keep you and do what we call a serious um, enzyme uh, lab work, and we will then check your lab work again in so many hours. And we'll reassess and see how you're feeling and see if we're, if you're responding to the medications that we're using to help manage that discomfort. And that patient would sit on a stretcher in our emergency room for hours at a time. Every eight hours is when we would do these serum, serum enzyme checks. In our observation environment, that patient would be transferred to a bed, and they would be sitting there with a nursing care observing them to make sure that it is not progressing uh, negatively, um, and we would rule out or rule in if you're having some type of a cardiac event. Wow. To me, that's a stunning change because when anytime you go through an emergency room doors, you know, most of us have no medical background or very limited medical background, and it's like you're turning your loved one over into the hands of someone else. And when things are still left up as that question mark, how nice to be able to feel like they're going to be observed under a nurse while you're trying to determine how serious things can be. So that's exciting, uh, exciting news for us. We're talking about the opening of the Peterson Patient Tower. And you mentioned Janet Frank is here with us. She's a spokesperson with Utah Valley Hospital. Maria Frank, Maria Black is with us, a nurse administrator as well. Um, you're going to make a big change where you have current patients who will be moving to January on January 25th. 27th. 27th. Okay. So at what point will, will the emergency room doors be open for the general public? At what point do we need to realize, okay, we're headed to the emergency room. Now we're going to use Fifth West right. and enter through the South. So probably the best way to view it is any time early morning on Sunday, the 27th, check or go to the new emergency department. The the actual cutoff will probably take place like in the middle of the night, you okay. know, where where we will still have patients in the old department that need to stay there and just be cared for there and and conclude their care that they're receiving. But we will also open the new emergency department. We're planning. At the we're same planning time. at at three in the morning making that transition. So if you come to our emergency room at midnight and it's 3 in the morning, we will continue to care for you in the old emergency room until your your care has been finished. 
And if you come in at 3 in the morning to our ER, then you would be admitted to the new emergency room. We will have teams caring for patient populations on both emergency rooms. Mm. It's a special team, by the way, that has the ability to handle emergency care and trauma care. They are the best. I am privileged to work with the best team. Yeah, you're in the emergency Nursing. room department. Well, she's she, in general. She's as a nurse, a bunch of She's being humble right now. Um, we have a few more minutes together, and we've described that in the new Peterson Patient Tower, and I've given a few dates out there, so fl- please forgive me. January 12th, 12th. will mm-hmm. be the ribbon cutting. At what time? Well, the ribbon cutting mm-hmm. actually, sorry, is the night before. Okay. Um, but the public event is on uh, Saturday, January 12th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So we've got a four-hour window where people can come and tour the new um, tower, see how it connects into our existing building. Um, they'll get to see the patient rooms. They'll get to see the emergency department. And we'll also, um, of course, have a little party atmosphere, have some giveaways. We'll also be doing some health screenings for adults. Oh, wonderful. So, Do you um, know what type of health screenings will be provided? Um, there'll be some blood pressure, um, also some mental health screenings, which is very important. Yes. And um, some other ones, we haven't finalized all of them yet, but but those will be available for any adult that comes. You know, when I've had live broadcasts from um, uh, screenings before, mm-hmm. I have. Uh, it seems to me that um, there's always one or two people who will come back to me and say, I was so glad I went. I didn't know that I had elevated blood pressure. And then they recommended that I follow up X, Y, Z. There's so much, and especially as we're concerned about heart disease as the number one uh, risk f- to our life, there's so many things that are silent within our body that we're unaware. They can't necessarily call out and tell us that there's a problem. Right. And that's why those screenings are so important. So if there's some yes. free screenings, please come right. January we, 12th. We want people to participate and, and keep an eye on things. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on January 12th. Yes. And that's when the tours will begin as well. Will there be a restaurant inside the new patient tower? Well, we're excited. There's going to be a brand new cafeteria. Um, our People who know the hospital know our cafeteria has been in the old tower on the third floor, and it's moving down to the main floor of our women's and children's building. So it'll be connected to the new Peterson Tower, um, and it'll be brand new space, uh, new offerings. So yeah, our our food situation is greatly improving, and we're also going to have a, a little bistro area that will be open all the time. Um, 24 hours a day in the Peterson Tower. So if a family member or someone does need a bite to eat, regardless of the time, they can head to the bistro as well. That's very thoughtful, especially as family members. And I know that the food at Utah Valley Hospital has a great reputation. I'll just tell you that. (laughs) I have had sons who've been interns at the hospital, and they said, guy, you got to go over here, and the desserts are fantastic, Mom. (laughs) So, So that's a wonderful thing. So registration will be in the new patient tower as well? Yes. So as like Mm -hmm. general intake? Yes. Okay. Yep. The new area, um, there's a kind of a little bend in where it connects the Peterson Tower to the Women's and Children's Building. And registration is kind of right there at that bend. But you can now enter the new Peterson Tower on the south side of our campus and walk all the way through all our buildings to the new Sorensen Tower, which opened early in 2018 without having to be outside. You can, you can, it's all connected. We lovingly call it the river and 
you can go from one end to the other. And with a state like Utah and weather like we have, that's a great gift to be able to stay indoors, especially in the last few days of, as we've had this really cold weather. We're joined today by Janet Frank. Utah Valley Hospital spokesperson and Maria Black, a nurse administrator with Utah Valley Hospital, talking about the opening of the Peterson Patient Tower. Uh, tower, pardon me. Before I let you go, I understand that there'll be a new chapel in the tower as well. Is that right? Because the yeah. reason why I have found such solace in chapels, or um, is is that sometimes when you're in the hospital and the question mark is out and very serious illnesses are there, you do need a safe and quiet place to gather in addition to mental health support. Yes, we're, we're excited about our new chapel. It is, again, in a more accessible place um, between those those two areas, both the Women's and Children's Building and the Peterson Tower. It's right on that first level. So it's very accessible to people. Um, We also have a great um, chaplain services team that can connect with people in their rooms and um, provide that solace or or help them connect with their own uh, religious leaders and have them come to the hospital. So we know that, like you said, at times where where there's questions, you know, maybe life-altering questions, People really do rely on on their religion, religious beliefs to get them through. And that provides them a, a place to do that and some support there as well. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that. And a healing garden? Yes, there's going to be a beautiful healing garden. However, on January 27th, that healing garden will not be available yet. Um, where the East Tower sits, once that tower is demolished, we will have the healing garden be designed and built there. Mm, I appreciate that. That seems like, as you mentioned, so much that has been built, has been uh, put in place for the mental health and physical health recovery of not only the patients, but their family members and caregivers as well. So I thank you from that as a member of the community um, that it often goes to Utah Valley Hospital, not just in times of crisis, but in times when any uh, preventive services are needed. I appreciate that. Janet Frank, thank you for joining us. We're going to thank see you. you at the open house yes. from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Utah Valley Hospital in the new Peterson Patient Tower. Excited about that. And Maria Black, thank you for your day-to-day service, taking care of so many patients and providing providing such wonderful care. Thank you. And if you'd like more information about this, you can go online to fm100.com. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum.